Tuesday, July 24, 2018. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly. I am coming to you from Denver, Colorado. We are right here in the Mile High City. You know, we get together every single weekday. We talk sports with a dose of common sense. Don't just want to react to things with a bunch of emotion. We want to actually look at things with a little bit of logic, look at things with a little bit of common sense. I know it is sorely lacking in the sports world today because I know right now in the sports world today, everything is hot takes. Everything is see if you can come out with something controversial that maybe doesn't even make any sense. But right now in the world of sports media, that's what we get a lot of the time. We try to do something else here at The Daily Dose. We try to look at things logically. We try to give you a little bit of sarcasm here or there. And we are very happy to have you here with us today. Happy Tuesday. I hope that Monday went well for you. Now we can move forward with our week. We can put that behind us. We can forget Monday happened and we can move on. Hey, if you'd like to contact us, let us know how your week is going. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosports at gmail.com or go find us over on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at dailydosports. Maybe you've got a question. Maybe you've got a comment. Maybe you have a suggestion. And I'm telling you right now, after today's show, you might have more than a few suggestions for me. You might want to tell me a few things. Tell me how I'm wrong. Tell me how incorrect I am. Tell me how I don't know what I'm talking about. Hey, we would love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out. Today on the show, we do have a few things that we want to discuss in the world of breaking news. And you know what? We just might have to make a few things this week. We're going to start a little project today. We're going to get that underway. Hey, first off, let's talk a little bit of breaking news that is coming out. And we're going to start off in the NBA, where it sounds like all-star forward Carmelo Anthony is planning to sign a one-year $2.4 million contract with the Houston Rockets once he's released by the Atlanta Hawks and once he clears waivers following that trade from the Oklahoma City Thunder. On Monday, Mark Stein of the New York Times reported, Rockets officials have been operating under the strong belief that Anthony is going to be coming to Houston. That is through that three-way trade that sent him to Atlanta. It's still going to take a couple of days to get this all official, and then Anthony will need to wait 48 hours to clear waivers, and then he can go join the Houston Rockets. I've said this all along, and I still believe it. Anywhere that Carmelo Anthony goes, probably a little bit of a loser in NBA free agency. I don't like the fit that Carmelo brings to most any team but especially to the Houston Rockets. Because think of a few things with Houston. When we look back at last season, think of how efficient they were offensively. Think of how sneaky good they were defensively. On offense, Carmelo Anthony is a ball stopper. The ball does not flow through him. The ball stops at him every time. Okay, that's fine. But when you're barely shooting 40%, that's not very good. That's a bad, bad sign. Then on the other end, defensively, he gives you nothing. He brings nothing to the table. And I don't even know if they can get him to rebound. Like, if you could just rebound, can you help us out a little bit? Can you go crash glass? Carmelo doesn't really do that. And he doesn't want to be relegated to a bench role. He's already said that. He wants to be a starter. I'm a starter. Everybody knows I'm a starter. I'm a starter. Nobody knows you're a starter. You're the only one that thinks you're a starter. Not sure I like this fit in Houston, but it sounds like that is where he is going. Got some bad news for the New York Mets and for their minor leaguer, Tim Tebow. It sounds like he's got a broken bone in his right hand. And it sounds like he is likely going to be done for the rest of the season, which is too bad. Because like I said yesterday, I really do think that the New York Mets were planning on bringing him up to the majors 
if nothing else, just to sell a few late season tickets. Because you know, just the name Tebow would bring people out. You know, people would be out there waiting to get their Tebow jersey and they would be packing the stands for a team that is not very good this year. And I also know, we're starting to hear a little bit of this. Well, I don't know why Tebow would get called up when there are other minor league players that should get the call before him. Why are they calling him up? Just because he has a big name? Yes, exactly why he's getting called up. Because he has that name. And you know what? I do have to give Tim Tebow some credit. He's out there riding the buses, putting in the work, trying to get better, and it sounds like he is getting a little bit better. Now, if not for his name, would the New York Mets be considering calling him up to the majors? Of course not. Let's not be ignorant. We all know that. That's why they were looking to call him up, because he would put some butts in seats. But you do have to give Tim Tebow some credit. He's out there working hard. He's out there trying to get things done, and he's actually improving a little bit. Tough break for him. Doesn't sound like he is going to be getting that call now. Speaking of didn't you used to be kind of guys, we've got a little more news on a guy that I guess you could kind of relate to Tim Tebow. We've got a little Johnny Manziel news because the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the Canadian Football League traded Johnny Manziel on Sunday, even though he never even got in a game for them. The Montreal Alouettes acquired Johnny Manziel in a multiplayer trade, but while with Hamilton... Manziel was never going to get in a game. He was sitting behind quarterback Jeremiah Masoli, the kid that used to play for Oregon. And you know, Jeremiah Masoli has a league record. He has nine consecutive games with 300 or more passing yards. So hey, Jonathan Football is never going to get playing time while with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who apparently were named by a four-year-old. <laughs> but moving over to Montreal... There's a chance Johnny could be starting because the Alouettes are one in four through five games. They are dead last in the league. 69 total points right now through five games. What is that? 12, 13 points a game. I was told there'd be no math. Apparently I'm having to do it anyways. They are seventh out of nine teams in passing yards. And not sure if you realize this, who keeps up with the Canadian Football League? I know I don't. But in Montreal, he will be coached by Mike Sherman, who you might not realize was actually Johnny Manziel's college coach during his redshirt freshman season back in 2011 down at Texas A&M. This could be a very, very good fit for Johnny Manziel. Maybe he gets some familiarity. Maybe he gets into the game and he gets some success. Maybe he gets a chance to get his professional football career back on track. Or maybe he starts to think it is 2011 again. He starts flashing the money sign and he's out at the clubs all night. I don't know what it's going to be. That's not what I'm hoping for for Johnny Manziel. I'm hoping he gets things turned around. I just kind of know how this all went last time. I'm hoping for the best though. Hey, coming back. We have a construction project going on this week here at the Daily Dose. And we are going to get started on it. And let you know exactly what that all entails when we return. Okay, so look. I am not Mr. Handyman guy. I don't build things. I don't take on home projects. I don't remodel. I don't refurbish. I don't do that stuff. I'm not that guy. That's just not me. Now, I can do some things. I can patch some things up. I can install a light. I can put in a light bulb. I'm not completely clueless. I don't like that stuff, though. That is not my forte. That is not my bag. I can teach how to break a one-two-one-one run and jump press, but I'm not the guy that you want to go 
I don't know, install a toilet and put in new kitchen cabinets and put up marble kitchen counters. I'm just not that guy. I don't do that stuff. For one, I don't want to screw it up. I don't want to worry about it. I don't want to sit there and say, oh man, why didn't I have a pro come do this thing? Now I'm looking at this cabinet. Looks like it's a little off. Is that crooked? I think that's crooked. I, did I hang that wrong? Why do I have the door going that way? So I just, I don't like doing that stuff. I let the professionals do that kind of work. But this week, here on The Daily Dose, I am going to make an exception. Yes, this week, little breaking news. We are going to be building a few things here at The Daily Dose. I thought that we might take on a pretty significant construction project here at The Dose. And we are going to start that construction project right here, right now. Yes, today on The Daily Dose, we are going to begin the first of a few projects that we have going this week. You know, I told you, I don't know, a month or so ago, that as we get into this dry season, and we're going to have NFL football starting next week, but let's be honest, is there really going to be anything to talk about in the NFL for a few weeks? No, there's not. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be painful. We're going to have preseason games. And aside from injuries, which I'm always hoping don't happen, there's really not going to be that much to talk about. And as a result, I wanted to do something else. I wanted to start talking about something besides just, I don't know, Ryan Lochte getting busted for using an IV or whatever he was doing. I already know he does dumb things. I don't need to talk about it. We already know Ryan Lochte does dumb things. There, that covers it. So I thought this week instead, we would start a few construction projects. We're going to build a few things here at The Daily Dose. And today, we are going to start with our very first project. We are going to be building the perfect NFL quarterback. Now, right now in the NFL, we all know, we have a shortage of quality NFL quarterbacks. There are a number of things we can blame for that shortage. Maybe it's the restrictions in practice time. I don't know. Maybe they're just not getting enough practice time. Maybe it's the spread offenses that are being taught now at every single level. And the reason that sometimes those spread offenses can be counterintuitive to what these quarterbacks need to learn is the fact that most of the time in those spread offenses, you have quarterbacks getting one read. You check here, and if that's not open, take off running. And as a result, we don't get quarterbacks that understand the concept, dropping back into the pocket, making progressions through their read, whether it's going deep first and coming back to shallow, whether it's starting shallow and then going deep, whether they're reading from left to right or right to left. However it is, most of these young quarterbacks coming into the league today can't make progressions through their reads. Most of the quarterbacks today don't even have good footwork as far as just dropping back into the pocket, let alone making those reads. And some of that could be from those spread offenses. There's no question about that. We know that the quarterbacks today are being hurt by the lack of quality offensive lines. And a lot of times that does go back to those restrictions in practice time because offensive linemen are not being developed. That also goes back to those spread offenses. Offensive linemen aren't being developed. You don't have to hold your blocks for four, five, six seconds. Hey, just touch a guy, hold your block for a second, and then start heading downfield blocking. It's a completely different mentality. We also know that there are those CTE concerns and that could be driving some young players to other sports, but I don't think we're seeing the effects of that yet. I think that's coming, but I don't think we're seeing it yet. But whatever it is, for whatever reason, 
there are not enough good quarterbacks in the NFL today. Think about the greatest quarterbacks we have in the NFL. We all know the big dogs. You've got the Drew Brees. You've got the Tom Brady's. You've got the Aaron Rodgers. You've got the Philip Rivers. You've got the Ben Roethlisberger's. Starts to drop off a little bit. You've got the Russell Wilsons. You've got the Matt Ryans. You've got Alex Smith. I don't know. Eli Manning. Do you see what I'm saying? Most teams in the NFL do not have a bona fide starting quarterback. Most teams in the NFL are trying to make do with what they have. We just saw Kirk Cousins and Case Keenum get big offseason deals. That's how desperate the NFL is for quality quarterback play. Well, I thought today on the Daily Dose, we could start assembly on a brand spanking new quarterback. Well, sort of. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to assemble our quarterback from some, let's say, pre-owned parts. I am going to put together this quarterback physically and mentally and see what we can put together. But I bet, I just bet, I can build something that's going to be pretty good. So let's get started with the physical traits of our new Daily Dose quarterback. Starting from the ground, we're going to work our way up. Now, starting from the ground, I want this quarterback to have very, very good feet. And when I think of good feet, I think of the guy that Bill Walsh said had the greatest feet he had ever seen. Yes, we could take a number of parts from former San Francisco 49ers and Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Joe Montana, but what we're going to do is we're going to give our Daily Dose quarterback a very good base. See, to be able to play quarterback, you don't have to be a scrambler. In fact, you'd be pretty hard-pressed to find scramblers that win Super Bowls. Been maybe one or two, but there's not very many. But you need a quarterback that has precise footwork. You need a quarterback that executes those three, five, seven-step drops perfectly. And you need a guy that has quick enough feet that can avoid pressure, use his feet to get away from pressure, and still slide forward in the pocket and make that downfield throw. So we are going to start with the feet of Joe Montana. Moving up to the legs. Okay, now we're just going to get greedy. Because like I said, you don't have to be a scrambler to win Super Bowls. But we've already got good feet, so let's just go ahead and get good legs. Now, I'm not going to go with Joe Namath in his pantyhose. No, I don't want that. I want a guy's legs who legitimately could have played running back in the NFL. He was that good. I'm going to take former San Francisco 49ers quarterback Steve Young's legs. Now, I realize Michael Vick would be faster, but honestly, Michael Vick might have been too fast. He ran into trouble too many times. I think he was just too quick for himself. Steve Young, he had a little trouble staying healthy, took some shots to the head, but Steve Young knew how to stay in the pocket. So I'm going to stick with Steve Young's legs right now. We're up to the waist of this quarterback, and I'm going to be honest, I've got a pretty good quarterback going. Next up, I'm going to start with the midsection, and I'm going to go with guts. Now, I struggle using this guy because he took way too many chances. But considering all of the other tools I'm already giving our guy, I feel like he'll be okay. I'm going to give our quarterback the guts of former Green Bay Packers quarterback Brett Favre. Yes, I know he played for the Vikings and the Jets and whoever else. I don't care. He's a Packer. Say what you will about Brett Favre. Never lacked for being daring, did he? 
He truly believed he could throw a ball through a tornado. And he believed he could get it done in the clutch. To be a quarterback, you have to have a little of that mentality. Brett Favre had as much as anyone. So I'm going to give our guy the guts of Brett Favre. Now, guts are one thing, but a belly is another thing. And as good as our quarterback is going to be, and he's going to be the greatest quarterback ever, I wanted to give him something to kind of stand out from everyone else. And former Washington quarterback Sonny Jurgensen, he was one of the most accurate passes ever, but he didn't really have anything that made him stand out. It wasn't like he had this huge arm or he had these great feet or he was a scrambler or anything. But next time you see a picture of Sonny Jurgensen, take a look at that boiler he had under his jersey. It looked like he was smuggling a pony keg into the game. There's just something awesome about a guy with a beer belly that is still beating you. So we are going to go belly of Jurgensen because I just, you know, think it's funny. Now we get to the arm. And whose arm do we give this guy? Hey, Terry Bradshaw had a strong arm. So did Brett Favre. John Elway, they say, left literal bruises on his receiver. But I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to go something different. Because Randall Cunningham threw as pretty of a pass as there has ever been when he was playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. And he had an absolute cannon. Randall Cunningham could chuck the ball 70 to 80 yards. There's Cunningham. Dodges left and puts it way downfield for Fred Barnett, who has the catch, and the race is on. There are no flags, a 95-yard touchdown. So we are going to give our quarterback the arm of Randall Cunningham. So now the arm is set, but what about the shoulder? Because you can't go out there and just fire the ball haphazardly all over the place. I need a guy with some touch. I need a quarterback that throws a catchable pass, so we've got to get a good shoulder. Does anyone throw the ball with more touch than New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees? He is crazy accurate, and he throws a ball that can be caught. That's going to be huge for our guy. Drew Brees gets the shoulder. Moving on to the hands. Speaking of accuracy, whose hands do we give him? I'm going to go ahead and assume that current Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers has very good hands. Remember when Tom Brady said he wanted the ball to have less air in it? We had the whole deflate gate thing. What did Aaron Rodgers say? He said, I actually wanted a football with more air in it. The ball doesn't slip out of Aaron Rodgers' hands either. He must have huge hands. I'm just guessing. But Aaron Rodgers also has crazy touch and deadly accuracy. Our guy is going to have the hands of Aaron Rodgers. And again, I think he's going to be pretty good. Okay, we get to the neck up. We are to some of the most important parts of our NFL quarterback. We have made it to the head. Now, if I am looking for a quarterback that is as smart as the game has ever seen, then I've got to go with the brain of former Indianapolis Colts and Denver Broncos quarterback Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning knew what every single player on the field was doing. When you think back to when the Broncos won Super Bowl 50, And you think back to what Peyton Manning was physically by that point. Honest to God, he was just a brain being carried around in a bucket. He couldn't do anything physically anymore. He could barely throw. He certainly couldn't run. Somehow, he was getting by on sheer intelligence. And he carried that Denver Broncos team to a Super Bowl win. Now, you might sit there and say, okay, well, big deal. He had a ton of help on defense, and he totally did. But that offense... Didn't change that much these last two years, and look how terrible they are. That had something to do 
with how intelligent Peyton Manning was. He made that group somehow be competitive enough to go win a Super Bowl. I'm going to take the brain of Peyton Manning. Having said that, I don't want Peyton Manning's head. We're going to give our guy a different head because, just honestly, it's tough to find a helmet that size for one. That nugget is a little too large for the quarterback that I'm trying to build here. Considering that right now we are building the perfect quarterback, I don't need the drag that Peyton's head is going to give us. That head has no aerodynamics whatsoever. Remember when he would take the helmet off and he would have the big bruise across the front of it? That's just drag. That's just how much his head was standing up in the wind. No, I'm not going to go with Peyton Manning's head. I am, though. I'm going to go with another Colts quarterback for his actual head. And I'm going to go with the head of Johnny Unitas. Remember we had that crew cut look? He looked slick. Like he looked like a quarterback back in the 50s or whatever. He's going to be way better off. He's going to be way more sleek and way more aerodynamic. Plus, hey, Johnny Unitas was a pretty smart guy himself. So the head is not just to grow hair on. He's also got something going on in there too. Remember, Unitas came up with things like timing patterns and two-minute offenses. So the head is not just for a decoration. Like the head is doing some things, plus it's got Peyton Manning's brain. So let's think back to the quarterback we have built so far. We have the feet of Joe Montana. We have the legs of Steve Young, the guts of Brett Favre, the belly of Sonny Jurgensen, the arm of Randall Cunningham, the shoulder of Drew Brees, the hands of Aaron Rodgers, the brain of Peyton Manning, and the head of Johnny Unitas. Yes, we are on our way to building the perfect NFL quarterback, but we're not done yet. We still have to add a few more characteristics to this quarterback before we call him a finished product. Coming back, we are going to finish off the greatest quarterback that the world has ever seen by adding just a few small touches to him that are going to make this guy absolutely ridiculous. Just a quick reminder that if you have any shopping to do, you might want to head over to LootCrate.com forward slash Daily Dose where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles that feature your favorite TV shows, your favorite movies, and your favorite video games. August Loot Crate theme is now out. It is called Mayhem because wherever they go, mayhem seems to follow. August Loot Crate theme features items from Rick and Morty, Office Space, Harley Quinn, and DC Comics. But the best part about ordering from Loot Crate, when you check out, Make sure you type Daily Dose in the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off of your order just as a little thank you for tuning into the Daily Dose. So now we continue to build our perfect quarterback. We're done with the actual physical pieces, but we still need to give him a few more attributes to make sure he is going to be the greatest quarterback that the world has ever seen. Now, like I said, we have the physical parts, but we need a few more traits just to make this guy top-notch. And one thing we need is a good release. It sounds simple, doesn't it? Well, you just release the ball. You just throw the ball. But a quick release is anything but simple. It's not just the idea of physically getting rid of the ball quickly with quick movement. That's not all it is. It is also the mental side of knowing exactly where the football should go on the snap. And no one was better with getting that football out quickly than former Miami Dolphins quarterback Dan Marino. Hey, Marino couldn't move. He could slide a little bit, but he wasn't a mover. Marino couldn't really buy time. And when you look at the history of Dan Marino with Miami, name the best running back Dan Marino ever had. I don't know. Sammy Smith? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, probably. But it didn't matter. 
because you couldn't get to Marino. He got rid of the ball so fast. It wasn't just a physical quick release. It was also the mental side of knowing I know exactly where this ball is going to go based on what I'm seeing in the defense. That's the weak spot. That's where I'm attacking. We need that quick release. We're going to take the release of Dan Marino. Now, there's one thing that could ruin our quarterback as fast as anything, and that would be committing the big mistake. Because not only do turnovers and unnecessary sacks take the possession of the football away from your team, but many times they give the ball to the opposition in a really good position. It puts our defense in a bad spot. Now our defense has to somehow try to make a play to bail out the offense. And no one is better than New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady at avoiding the big mistake. Do you realize that of all the passes that Tom Brady throws, and he throws a bunch of them in New England, and we all know he's going to throw them because how often do the Patriots really have a running back? Not that often. So it's usually all on Tom Brady's shoulders. Of all the passes he throws, just 1.8% of them ever get intercepted. That's pretty impressive. So we're not going to have any turnovers from our guy. We're going to take the ability to avoid mistakes like Brady. We're going to give it to our guy. Okay, so we gave our guy great feet. We gave our guy great legs. Now we're going to give him that sense of just kind of having eyes in the back of his head. Now, if you want to see a guy that had eyes in the back of his head, go watch the videos of former Minnesota Vikings quarterback Fran Tarkington and just watch how he avoided the pass rush. He moved around. He scrambled, but he kept looking downfield the entire time. Also keep in mind that until the modern era, Fran Tarkington held most all of the major passing records. Are you kidding me? In that era, with those rules, and playing outside in Minnesota? That's absolutely incredible. So we're going to take the ability to buy time from Fran Tarkington. Moving on. Sometimes the game breaks down. Sometimes things don't go your way, and you just need someone to come up with a play. Well, this next quarterback, he has plays that were so crazy, they have names. Names like Ghost to the Post. Names like the Sea of Hands, names like the Holy Roller. I want the playmaking ability of former Oakland Raiders quarterback Kenny Stabler because if the chips are down, I have a feeling that he just might be able to make something out of nothing. That's just what he did. Stabler back. Here comes the rush. He sidesteps. Can he throw? He can't. The ball flips forward as loose. A wild scramble. Two seconds on the clock. Casper grabbing the ball, it is rolled a fumble, Casper has recovered in the end zone, the Oakland Raiders have scored on the most zany, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Madden is on the field, he wants to know if it's real, they said yes, get your big butt out of here, he does. Now I've told you before, I think we tend to overrate quarterbacks in the postseason and in Super Bowls and in championship games way too much. There are 32 other guys involved in the process, but we tend to heap all the adoration and all the praise on the quarterbacks, and this guy's a pretty good example. But former Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Terry Bradshaw did get it done in the postseason. If there is a big game, I want our quarterback to have the big game record of a Terry Bradshaw. Do you realize Terry Bradshaw started 19 games in the postseason? He won 14 of them. He is also undefeated in the Super Bowl. He went 4-0. and Did he have a ton of help around him? Of course he did. So does most every quarterback that wins the Super Bowl. But I want Terry Bradshaw's postseason success for our quarterback. 
Now, as good as Bradshaw's championship record is, it's not the best. Joe Montana is also 4-0. And of course, Tom Brady is now 5-3 in Super Bowls. But I want a championship record for our quarterback that is the best ever. So for that, I'm going to go to Green Bay Packers quarterback Bart Starr. He went 5-1 and one in title games. Yes, I realize some of those games were prior to Super Bowls. But Bart Starr, he knew how to get it done in the big game. And I want that for our quarterback. You know what else I want? I want a guy that can finish games. Now, from back when this guy was in college, he proved he could find a way to rally at the end. You never felt like he lost games. You felt more like he just ran out of time in his career. Former Denver Broncos quarterback, John Elway posted 35 game-winning drives in the fourth quarter. And you could always see it. You could see it in the other team. It's the fourth quarter. There's two minutes left. You're down by four or five. And the team that is leading would look across at Elway and you could see them like, oh no, oh no, he's going to do this to us again. And he usually did. I want the finishing ability of John Elway. He got it done at the end every single time. The game's never over. You're always still in it when you had John Elway. Bottom line, I guess, I want someone that wins games. Take all the stats you want. At the end of the day, can you win? Well, former Dallas Cowboys quarterback Roger Staubach, he won games. He won 75% of the games that he started. So I want the winning percentage of Roger Staubach. I want the ability to find ways to win, maybe not even on your best day. Sometimes you have an off day. Can you still find a way to win? That is always, always important. You know, I get asked all the time, who is the best quarterback of all time? And to be honest, I'm not sure. I don't have a set answer for that. There are a ton of guys out there. We just named a bunch of them. And honestly, we could put any of the guys that I just named, they could be on our list for who could possibly be the greatest quarterback of all time. If all things are equal, in the same era, with the same training, with the same coaching staff, on the same team, any quarterback that I just named could possibly be the best ever. I'm not sure who it is. There are just so many talented players that have been in the history of the NFL. But I will say this. If we can get into the lab and we can somehow put this quarterback together, our daily dose quarterback is without question going to be the greatest NFL quarterback of all time because he just has too many good pieces. And as a result, there's no way you're going to find someone as good as our Daily Dose quarterback is. Alive. It's alive. It's alive. Hey, tomorrow on the Daily Dose, we are going to continue our construction project. We just might have to build a few more things this week. I told you, I'm not a handyman guy, but we might have to put together a few more projects. Plus, I think we just might have some Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings we'll have to get to. You never know what we might have to rank this week. Hey, I have to say thank you all so much for listening to The Dose. For all of you that share the show with your friends, with your family, with your coworkers, that email us, that text us, that message us, thank you so much. It is very, very appreciated. I have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I hope you enjoyed the building of the perfect NFL quarterback today on The Dose. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday.